so we are doing canto 10 chapter 29 this is a very interesting chapter called krishna and the gopis meet for the rasa dance so the krishna and the gopis are a very unique combination in last chapter we ended where krishna shows all the people of rajbhumi the uniqueness of his planet which is what we call as the golok vrindavan so everybody over there in that domain in that location is from this place called golok vrindavan so all the gopis are coming from there so we are going to do a chapter which is going to tell us about what happens when krishna's flute starts playing and how it is so enchanting hmm? so krishna and the gopis meet for the rasa dance shri badrayani said shri krishna is the supreme personality of godhead full of all opulence yet upon seeing those autumn nights scented with blossoming jasmine flowers he turned his mind towards loving affairs to fulfill his purpose he employed his internal potency uh, internal potency is a term we have kept on hearing quite often what is the meaning of the word internal potency internal potency is we have a physical body the physical body comprises of elements all different kinds of elements that are there then there are multiple things which comprises of the physical body physical body has got about approximately 28 or 32 different attributes it is also a mixture of the gunas that is sattva rajas and tamas yesterday we did that but we have another body beyond the physical body that is called the spiritual body the spiritual body is a spirit the spirit that we call it that which runs our entire system the physical aspect of it has no life per se it can just be like a vegetable you know not having any anything in it but the spiritual body is the one which gives life to every individual and this spiritual body has got potencies potencies is powers which is not the normal kind of powers normal kind of powers are like let us say for example you can see with your eyes okay with your eyes you can see but for a blind man is not possible a blind man may not be able to see but a person who is having no visual impairment is able to see properly so it can be a sort of a potency of that person that's called the power similarly you can smell things you can hear things like you can hear just now if you are deaf then you can't hear a thing now can you try to tell a deaf person a born deaf person what sound means to that person you will never be able to tell that person because for you it's an accepted fact but for him he doesn't know similarly a blind man has no clue about the color of the flower you know he may not know he is born blind similarly you will find that various aspects are there in our nature which are powers and we have accepted them so easily that we don't care for them anymore what are these powers we have the five senses the five senses have various powers we have the entire body full of organs now you have always been told as a child you know to sit straight don't bend forward don't do this don't do that and we have always flouted those things 
ಹೆಂಗ್ this is something which we have again speech now you are able to express certain things you can say i want a glass of water suppose you are not able to speak then you are going to get into big trouble to find that glass of water is the most difficult thing in the world you will have to search for it or maybe you will have to write somewhere and show to somebody so these are called potencies so all these are called external potencies external means the one connected with this body physical body we have five bodies so it is connected to the bodies the other potency is mind you know we have this capability of thinking suppose you have put your hand on a hot stove or a hot place hot plate naturally you are going to pull it back now let us say you don't have a mind then what happens your hand will get burnt similarly somebody you know anybody can come and cheat you anybody can say anything to you and yet you are not going to feel anything but you have a mind and somebody calls you stupid or idiot naturally you are going to feel something about it isn't it then there is an intellect there is so many other things which are connected to us now the question of happiness is also there we always feel blissful or happy or over certain things now the child scores very good marks as recently one child was be you know a small role of a fairy and the parents were so happy and they took out pictures they did so many things and the happiness was beyond a certain measure because that is once in a lifetime this opportunity has come and the child has acted in something and so you get that happiness maybe somebody wins a lottery it's a happiness but there is also sadness connected to our life that is also temporary this is also temporary think about it from that point of view then we have something which is very unique all this happiness sadness is connected to our physical body right we go to the spiritual body in the spiritual body there is a uniqueness that we cannot express anything over there expression is there you know when when you see somebody doing something you can raise your eyebrows when you uh, somebody is dirty smell comes and you can close your nose all these things happen but when you have the other potency connected to the spiritual body you will never be able to say in the narad bhakti sutra there is a mention where when the div- when you meet the divine when you meet the divine what happens to an individual is something really very unique now you cannot say what kind of a happiness is there but the expressions happen in the physical body the person laughs he doesn't know why he is laughing the person cries he doesn't know why he is crying there is oripilations on the body you know your hair stand at end 
you don't know why it is happening there are so many other signs that are connected to this but it is never understood so the spiritual aspect cannot be actually understood you don't know why you are crying really don't have any clue but you are definitely crying what is the reason no idea why is it happening no idea this is a spiritual potency so krishna is not about a physical body krishna is all about spiritual body the gopis are all about spiritual body the reason why i am explaining so much about gopis is anybody who reads this thing is all going to get wrong ideas because the women who are married are going to run after krishna okay and then they are going to do the rasa dance and you will wonder what is this nonsense you know you cannot do this kind of things or society will not permit blah 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 all those things will come up so remember this is nothing to do with the physical body it has everything to do with the spiritual body and the spiritual potency connected to each that's why i have gave you the idea about it the moon that rose anointing the face of the western horizon with the reddish hue of his comforting rays and thus display, dispelling the pain of all who watched him rise the moon was like a beloved husband who returns after a long absence and adorns the face of the beloved wife with the red kumkuma lord krishna saw this unbroken disk of the full moon glowing with the red effulgence of newly upright vermilion as if it were the face of the goddess of fortune he also saw the kaumuda lotuses opening in response to the moon's presence and the forest gently illumined by the rays thus the lord began to play sweetly on his flute attracting the minds of the beautiful eyed gopis the last line says attracting the minds of the beautiful eyed gopis the aspect called mind is the connecting factor between the two remember we have five bodies and then the spiritual now how does the communication happen the communicating media is the mind so let us say you have a physical you know physical instrument called the phone huh? or the laptop or the ipad or whatever that you have and there is another place from where uh, something is happening like communication is happening how does the medium how do these two connect the medium between these two is the internet isn't it through the internet only we are connecting so it's a connecting medium likewise the mind is also called the connecting medium through the mind we can communicate the mind is a communicating place where things happen hmm so that is the reason why it is said that thus the lord began to play sweetly on his flute attracting the minds of the beautiful eyed gopis when the young women of vrindavana heard krishna's flute song which aroused romantic feelings their minds were captivated by the lord they went to where their lover waited each unknown to the other moving so quickly that the earring swing back and forth some of the gopis were milking cows when they heard krishna's flute they stopped milking and went off to meet him some left milk curdling on the stove and others left cakes burning in the oven some of them were getting dressed feeding milk to their infants 
or rendering personal service to their husbands. But they all gave up their duties and went to meet Krishna. Other gopis were taking their evening meals, washing themselves, putting on cosmetics or applying kajal to their eyes. But all the gopis stopped these activities once, at once and through their clothes and ornaments were completely in a disarray, rushed off to Krishna. Their husbands, fathers, brothers and other relatives tried to stop them. But Krishna had already stolen their hearts. Enchanted by the sound of his flute, they refused to turn back. It's a very interesting uh, phenomena played out over here. Sounds a little corny, isn't it? But think about it from this point of view. When the call of the spiritual happens, when any call of the spiritual happens, the flute, which is called the instrument of passion for the divine, the flute consists of the Sushumna Nadi, the one inside our being. There are seven domains over there. And when the flute is blown from one end and the sound that comes out from there, that particular dhun, that omkara is there. It is sound of, when you say the sound of music, this is a pure music. Now this is nothing but we say, like you had, you know, remember the Pied Piper of Hamelin? In the Pied Piper of Hamelin, when the Pied Piper played the tune, all the rats went after him. Remember that story? Exactly like what happens over here is, when the call of the Divine happens, nothing in the world will stop a person going towards it. This is a very, very important fact which people should know. The gopi is nothing but our physical being. We are that. We are the gopi. And when the call of the divine happens, the call of the divine means when you are spiritually attracted towards the Lord. You may be doing whatsoever in this material world. You are having children, you may be getting married or you are married or you are on your deathbed or you may be just you know, a small boy who is playing or you are going to school or you are going to college so on and so forth. Nothing stops you. You just drop that thing over there and move towards this unique attraction that is there. So, when Krishna and the gopis are meeting, it is nothing but when the divine is meeting you, you are an aspect of the divine, no doubt about it. Think about it that there is one very big bowl, you know, very big bowl of mercury. And then there is one tiny drop of mercury. Have you noticed how that thing goes and becomes one in it? Now, if you have not seen mercury, at least you have seen, you know, the aram leaves. Aram leaves are those big leaves that you see. Hmm? Now, if water falls on it, do you see, it, it looks like a, a tiny, uh, you know, pearl. Huh? You know, aram leaves, I'm sure, you know, aram means alu. Hmm? Or alu ka gadda, we you know, have that thing uh, which you eat. Now, aram leaves are very huge. Or if you have been to a pond or a lake, huh? you seen those lotus, big leaves of lotus flower. If some water falls on top of it, 
it will all gather in one place and become one, one big blob. And then it looks very pretty. So it's exactly like that. We are a part of the divine being. And when we are called for the spiritual oneness, nothing in this world is going to stop us. There is no power on earth, whether it's a husband, father, brother, sister, relatives, wife or whatever it might be. Now why is he written about husband, father, brother, other relatives is because it's a way of expression. So it could be wife, it could be children, it could be mother, it could be father, it could be anybody in this world. When the call of the divine happens, there is nothing on this planet earth that can stop you. And what is the attractive power in that? The attractive power is your soul is getting pulled, pulled towards this being. Why it happens? That is the power of attraction. So their husbands, father, brother and other relatives tried to stop them. But Krishna had already stolen their hearts. When the divine has already stolen, the heart is not the heart actually. Heart means the spiritual aspect of the person. Enchanted by the sound of his flute, they refuse to turn back. At that point in time, there is no turning back. There is no way in which you can actually get out of it. Some of the gopis, however, could not manage to get out of their houses. And instead, they remained home with eyes closed, meditating upon him in pure love. Sometimes, it is possible that a human being is not able to budge from the place. He is stuck up over there for some reason or the other. So at such point in time, the oneness of the heart happens in the spiritual body, in the inner being. So you can just meditate on that aspect. For those gopis who could not go to see Krishna, intolerable separation from their beloved caused an intense agony that burned away all impious karma. When this kind of an attraction happens, All the karma associated with the person, that particular body, gets burnt away. In the sense that this is called devotion of the highest order. I am sure, you know, those who have seen these Laila Majnu pictures and all those kind of things, some very beautiful songs are there in that, you know, Koi Pathar Se Na Mare Mere Diwane Ko, you know, these kind of songs are there in that. What actually it is saying is, imagine, Now, if you are a father or a mother and if you see the teacher is flogging the child, you know how angry you are going to become? Exactly the way how a lover feels. You know, when he sees his love interest, you know, maybe standing on the balcony or something like that. How how does a person get attracted towards that? It's exactly the kind. See, there are no ways of expression in this. So the only way of trying to express is the in the physical aspect. We can just try to convey some meaning by giving some silly examples. So these are silly examples. All the Aram leave and this and these are silly examples. There is no way in which you can actually express what happens. You have to go through it. You have to go through it to understand this. By meditating upon him they realized his embrace and the ecstasy that they felt exhausted them material piety. Although Lord Krishna is the supreme soul, these girls simply thought of him as the male lover and associated with him in the intimate mood. Thus their karmic bondage 
was nullified and they abandoned their gross material body. Now see the mention is there of gross material body, that's the physical body that is there. So what happens is when the spiritual aspect dawns on a person, their material body dissolves. It dissolves in the same, it actually doesn't dissolve. You overcome the body and all the karmic bonds that are there connected in the mind space are broken. Sri Parikshit Maharaj said, who says the gopis knew Krishna only as their lover, not as the su- absolute supreme truth. So how could these girls, their minds caught up in the waves of the modes of nature, free themselves from the material attachment? So the question that is asked by Parikshit to Sukhdev Goswami is this. How is it possible? Sukhdev Goswami said, this point was explained to you previously. Since even Shushupal, who hated Krishna, achieved perfection, then what to speak of the Lord's dear devotee? Think about it, that you are in love with a girl. Hmm? And you know there is one movie called Hate Story 3 going on just now. <laughs> I don't know, people will not see that kind of a movie, but I'm just telling you. And then there is another person who is taking away your love interest. What will happen to you? You know how angry you are going to become? Every day, every point in time, you are going to think of that one person only. I want to kill him. I want to... You know what is happening today in US also. Or in UK. Somebody, a person draws a a knife and wants to murder somebody for the sake of Syria. All these kind of things are being mentioned. Why? It's, It's nothing but the attraction to that particular thing. There, there was so much of shooting going on. Okay, 14 people got killed in one place. Why? It was just crazy attraction to that one, you know, ideal in their world. It's not even an ideal. It's the most unidealistic thing in the world. But for them, it's an ideal. And that is why they get attracted towards it. And it can never be understood why this happens. Because this kind of attraction is a very, very common phenomena in this material world. So here he says, just like Shishupal was also attracted towards Krishna. Shishupal, you remember? Shishupal is the person who was supposed to get married to Rukmini. Right? He had gone there to the place so that he could get married to her. Now, Rukmini's brother was Rukma. Alright? Now, Rukma wanted his sister, Rukmini, to get married to Shishupal. But, Rukmini sends a letter to Krishna saying that, you know, I don't want to get married to this fellow. He is a very nasty guy. I want you to come and kidnap me. And I want you to, I want to run away with you. So, what she does? Krishna goes over there and <laughs> takes away Rukmini from there. Shishupal gets very angry. It's as if you know somebody is eating some nice sweet, you know, and you are just about to put the chocolate in your mouth and somebody comes and snatches it away. You know how angry you are going to become? Exactly like that. So Shishupal has his first anger starting over there. <laughs> and then this is one person, and then there is another person called Jarasand. Now Jarasand is another person who is very much attracted towards Krishna from a different point of view. Jarasan's two daughters hmm, were given in marriage to Kamsa. Kamsa is the person Krishna kills, isn't it? So his two daughters become widows. 
and because of that jarasandhi becomes his greatest enemy likewise you will find that ravan keeps on thinking about shri ram constantly because he wants to kill him he tried multiple methods by means of which he could draw sita towards him incidentally for the swayamvar he also had gone over there in the beginning okay not knowing that she is his daughter by the way <laughs> yeah that's another part of the story <laughs> so thinking about it when you look at this aspect called shishupal shishupal's anger shishupal's hatred towards krishna drew him towards krishna constantly and that is the reason why he says why this attraction happens because of hatred or because of intense love all right who king the supreme lord is inexhaustible and immeasurable and he is untouched by the material modes because he is their controller a personal appearance in the world is meant for bestowing the highest benefit to humanity so why does the lord come because he has to do something in this material world that's the only reason why he comes persons who constantly direct their lust anger fear protective affection feeling of impersonal oneness or friendship towards lord hari are sure to become absorbed in thought of him so whatever that you have whether you have lust for the lord anger suppose you are very angry with the lord you are going to think about him isn't it constantly now if you are angry constantly you know what you are in because of you this happened to me because of you it happened to me because of you we keep on saying these words isn't it we keep on blaming the lord for all the problems in our world and every time i hate you because of this have you not seen that dil dil to pagal hai where she says in i hate you lord finally at the end of it she is still thinking about him isn't it and fear people are fearful in this world if i do wrong lord will be doing this to me when you are fearful you constantly think of that isn't it remember in all this animal kingdom also the cat and the rat the rat is always afraid of the cat isn't it when he sees a cat he is going to cower over there and constantly he is thinking about the it's the same thing protective affection when you are feeling very affectionate towards your child don't you feel very protective towards it or you know you have seen so many places you know when the husband and wife are going the wife is Uh, husband is very protective towards the wife oh she should uh, nobody should look at her usko burka dal do ye karo i am i'm sorry there are so many things happening in this world i'm sure what i meant was the extreme the extreme methods are used that's a protection and to the child also you don't want the child to fall sick so you will cover him up fully you will do so many things you will ensure that he is having you know even the dabba which he is taking to school is clean perfect nothing is wrong with it feeling of impersonal oneness or friendship towards lord hari impersonal oneness why you are one with it no idea there are so many cricket teams in india right now you are definitely one with one cricket team isn't it you always feel one with that one cricket team or maybe if india is playing with pakistan tell me are you going to be siding pakistan forget about fear and out of fear you were not going to side pakistan but out of that oneness you are going to cheer come on india come on india you know like they have the chakde india like that we are going to keep on saying that and then friendship when you are in a company and somebody is berating your friend you naturally are you not going to be one with that person huh right 
रिमेंबर दैट ये वॉट एक जवानी समथिंग समथिंग दैट मूवी विच वॉज देर हाँ कल की एंड सोहन एंड सोफोर वॉज देर ओके वॉट डू दस फेलस डू वेन द गैंग कम्स अगेंस्ट हिम ऑल ऑफ देम रन अवे टूगेदर फोर ऑफ देम रन अवे टूगेदर रणबीर कपूर दीपिका पदुकोण एंड ऑल दिस इज फ्रेंडशिप दैट्स कॉल फ्रेंडशिप इन फ्रेंडशिप यू वॉन्ट टू बी ऑलवेज सो थिंक अबाउट इट इफ यू आर थिंकिंग द लॉर्ड एज योर फ्रेंड दिस इज वॉट हैपन्स यू आर श्योर टू बी एब्सॉर्ब इन द थॉट ऑफ हिम सो दीज आर मल्टीपल मेथड्स बाई मीन्स ऑफ विच यू कैन थिंक ऑफ द लॉर्ड यू शुड नॉट बी सो एस्टॉनिश बाई कृष्णा द अनबॉर्न मास्टर ऑफ ऑल मास्टर्स ऑफ मिस्टेक पावर द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड इट आफ्टर ऑल इट इज द लॉर्ड हु लिबरेट्स द वर्ल्ड सो सुखदेव गोस्वामी इज ऑल्सो गिविंग हिम सम मोर एग्जाम्पल सींग दैट द गर्ल्स ऑफ रजा हैड अराइव्ड लॉर्ड कृष्णा द बेस्ट ऑफ द स्पीकर ग्रीटेड दैम विथ चार्मिंग वर्ड्स दैट बी विल डेट देयर माइंड्स यू नो देर आर मेनी पीपल इन दिस वर्ल्ड हु आर ओरेटर्स वेरी ग्रेट ओरेटर्स यू रियली डोंट नो वाई यू स्टैंड इन फ्रंट ऑफ दैम एंड लिसन टू दैम ओके वन ऑफ द ग्रेटेस्ट ओरेटर्स ऑफ ऑल टाइम्स वॉज अ वेरी टाइनी मैन वेरी टाइनी मैन आई डोंट नो वेदर यू हैव सीन सम ऑफ द स्पीच इज अव एडोल्फ हिटलर ही कूड ओवरवेलम द एंटायर ग्रुप ऑफ पीपल इन फ्रंट ऑफ यू विद द अमाउंट ऑफ स्पीच यू नो द वे इन विच ही वॉज सो पैशनेटली स्पीकिंग and that is the power of the speech there is a very beautiful film which you should see in case if you have the time it is called patton p a t t o n patton general patton was one of the army generals of america and he had to motivate his people to fight the war and he gave a fabulous speech where just like abraham lincoln or george washington you know and in india we had mahatma gandhi though he was such a frail person but the way he could speak is exactly is unbelievable so those who have the highest potencies that is the divine they have the power of holding up the entire audience thralled and thralled completely so krishna the the moment he starts speaking there is no way in which you can get out of that speech of his so this is one of the characteristics of the lord lord krishna said oh most fortunate ladies welcome may i do what may i do to please you is everything well in braja please tell me the reason for your coming here this is tease you know how a person will tease okay so why are you here okay why are you here you are calling them so naturally they have to come running to you isn't it so that this night is quite frightening and frightening creatures are lurking about return to raja slender wasted girl this is not a proper place for women it's nothing but a play okay and in that play beautiful words are getting used not finding you at home your mothers fathers sons brothers husbands are certainly searching for you don't cause anxiety to your family members now you have seen this vrindavan forest full of flowers and resplendent with the light of the full moon you have seen the beauty of the trees with their leaves trembling and the gentle breeze coming from the yamuna so now go back to the cowherd village don't delay oh chaste ladies serve your husband and give milk to your crying babies and calves so krishna is 
very intoxicatingly telling them, okay, so now you have come to the forest. He is standing in the forest and he is blowing his flute, okay. What is this forest? forest? When we say the forest of Raja and then there is a river Yamuna over there. This is nothing but a very enchanting way of saying. The forest is a place where you get lost. You know. There are many a times when I don't know whether you have ever gone on trekking. If you have gone on trekking, they have specific paths. And these are very, very specific. You cannot move away from the path. Why? Because the path has been drawn by the forest officers. You can only go on that path. If you go across, if you go on this side or this side, there are forests and you could get lost in them. Similarly, there is a particular place in North India that is called the Valley of Flowers. A Valley of Flowers is in full bloom. Now, the Valley of Flowers is literally like an expanse of flowers. Very tiny, tiny and very beautifully coloured. You will find there are yellow, purple, green, like that is beautiful. The whole place looks so enchanting. And it was said in the ancient times that a person could get completely lost in that valley of flowers. It's an expanse. It's a huge stretch of land. And that is the reason why you have specific guides and all over there who will take you to that place and bring you back. So the forest is like an enchanting forest. You get, can get lost. So Krishna is teasing them and saying, you know, Oh, you had come to see the forest. Now that you have seen the forest and the moon coming out over here, now what else you want to see? Oh, you have seen the river also. Now please go back to your place. But do you think that is what they have come to do over there? And then he is also putting some riders. You know, your husbands are waiting over there. The children are crying over there. The calves are waiting over there. You should go. You should go. On the other hand, Perhaps you have come here out of your great love for me, which has taken control of your heart. This is, of course, quite commendable on your part, since all living entities possess natural affection to me. <laughs> you will say a height of egotism. No. This is the truth. The Divine Lord is like that. Why, why are people attracted towards Him? It's not physical attraction, let me tell you this much. If you look at a Buddha, Huh? You think you will be physically attracted towards a Buddha or a Jesus or a Krishna? No, it's not about physical attraction. It's about the spiritual attraction. You look at all these great sages. Do you think they were physically attractive? I mean, think of Sai Baba or Ramanda Maharishi or Ramakrishna. I mean, nobody would be physically attracted towards it. It's all spiritual attraction. And why the spiritual attraction happens? There is no way of knowing. There is no way of knowing. So, he is saying that, Oh, this is commendable that you are attracted towards me. The highest religious duty of a woman is sincerely to serve her husband, behave well towards her husband's family and take good care of the children. This is the material worldly things that are there. A person is supposed to take care of the family. Woman who desire a good destination in the next life should never abandon her husband who has not fallen from the religious standards even if he is obnoxious, unfortunate, old, unintelligent, sickly or poor. All the feminists over here are not going to like this. See, look at the face. <laughs> 
So, even if you have an obnoxious husband, if you have an unintelligent husband, you are not supposed to leave him, according to this book. What it means is, think about it. The gopis are the inner soul. And you have a body. Think about it. The body is obnoxious. The body is absolutely unworthy. Okay? Some people will have lameness. Some people will have some sort of a sickness. Some people will be suffering from some ailment. Think about it. Even when your nose is, you know, full and you are full of cough inside the body, you can you abandon your body and say, shh, 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 I don't like this body. Can you do that? Do you do that anytime? No, you don't do that. You, you love the body so much that you want to get rid of that thing, but not the body. Okay? If Now suppose you are going on the way, alright? And you happen to fall down or happen to step into something which is dirty. You know, you are going to make take pains to clean yourself up thoroughly, isn't it? This is what it means when he says about the body, about the husband. The husband may be any kind of husband. What is he talking about? What kind of a husband do they have? They have a husband who is obnoxious, unfortunate, old, unintelligent, sickly or poor. Even if your body is 80 years old or 90 years old, are you interested in leaving it? No. You are still bothered about it. If there is a pain in the body, you are still bothered about it. You are so much attached to the body that you are bothered about everything in the world. Alright? So, that is the reason why he says so. For a woman from a respectable family, petty adulterous affairs are always condemned. They, they bar her from heaven, ruin her reputation and bring her difficulty and fear. Transcendental love for me arises by the devotional process of hearing about me, seeing my deity form, meditating on me and faithfully chanting my glories. The same result is not achieved by mere physical proximity. So please go back to your homes. So what is the Lord saying to them? That what you are supposed to do is, you are supposed to use one of these methods for devotional purpose. How do you have devotion for me? By hearing about me. When you hear beautiful stories about the Lord, seeing my deity form, you know, when you go to church or you go to temple or you go to any of the places of worship, you see that form over there. And when you see the form, you are attracted towards the form. Meditating on me, when you are thinking about me, or when you are faithfully chanting my glories, that sometimes you sing songs. You know, sometimes you sing songs, sometimes you dream about the Lord. All this is the way of achieving me. Sukhdev Goswami said, hearing these unpleasant words spoken by Govinda, the gopis became morose. Their great hopes were frustrated and they felt unsurmountable anxiety. Their heads hanging down and their heavy, sorrowful breathing dried up their reddened lips. The gopis scratched the ground with their toes. Tears flowed from their eyes, carrying their kajal with and washing away the vermilion smeared on their breasts. Thus they stood silently bearing the burden of their unhappiness. Now, imagine... The lover is saying all these words. What is it going to be to you? So naturally you are going to feel very sad. Oh, why is he talking like this? I have come all the way over here. And on top of it, he is dissuading me. He is telling me, go away, do this. So it's exactly like that. 
think about it when you go and stand in front of the divine do you know what happens to you the entire material world is calling you isn't that what happens the entire material world is so much attracting like it's oh there are these do's and don'ts in the material world the do's and don'ts in the material world are you have a family you have a husband you have a wife you have children how can you be like this you are betraying them you cannot do this you cannot do that you know all these things come up this attraction on one side for the lord and on the other side the entire world suppose you are not getting married why are you not getting married you should be married you should be having children you should be doing this look at everybody that's the first thing that everybody is told okay or if a child is say attracted towards the lord you are not studying what is this you are going to the temples and you are doing this and these are the things that are there in the material world which attracts you know which is trying to distract you from the attraction that you have and that is what krishna is talking about the material world is full of this kind of distractions for those who are material those who are spiritually attracted towards the lord and these are going to be always there but the gopis are going to be gopis so let's see what they do so naturally when you hear all these words in the beginning because the lord himself is testing you what does he do he tells you about this material world he says what you are coming to meet me don't you know that you have those duties towards your people your families are there your society is there the society is there so many things are there how can you be coming towards me this is the pro- problem which we face you have so many duties in the material world to do and you have so much of that thing which keeps you locked into material world so krishna is teasing them he's teasing them the lord is actually teasing he's trying to find out whether they are going to fall for what he's saying or is it are they going to get out of it their heads hanging down and their heavy sorrowful breathing drying up their reddened lips that's what they are doing they're just they're just standing over there they're listening to the words lord you also are saying this kind of words i have come all the way from there and here just now you are telling me go away how can you talk like this although krishna was their beloved and although they had abandoned all other objects of desire for his sake he had been speaking to them unfavorably nonetheless they remained unflinching in their attachment to him stopping their crying they wiped their eyes and began to speak the voices stammering with agitation so naturally at that point in time they come from the domain of this divine so naturally what do they do they say to the lord the beautiful gopi said o all powerful one you should not speak in such a cruel way do not reject us who have renounced all our material enjoyment to render devotional service to your lotus feet reciprocate with us o stubborn one just as the primeval lord sri narayana reciprocates his devotee in their endeavor for liberation so the gopis realize that he is just trying to tease them so this they look up at him and say you know don't do like this when we are trying to come near you you are trying to push us away it's not that he is pushing them away he is just telling them he is just teasing them to see whether the material worldly attraction is powerful or the spiritual attraction is going to be powerful it's always there is a dangling thing you know you are given that 
bait. Oh, you have to do this, you know, you have to do that. In the, yeah, you, this is, you cannot get out of these problems. The Lord is never going to tell you directly, come to me. He is always going to throw these kind of spanners in the way and look at you, whether you can really fall for it or whether you are going to get out of it. And that is what the gopis are saying. Our dear Krishna, as an expert in religion, you have advised us that the proper religious duty for women is to faithfully serve their husbands, children and other relatives. We agree that this principle is valid. But actually, this service should be rendered to you. After all, O Lord, you are the dearmost friend of all the embodied souls. You are their most intimate relative and indeed their very self. The gopis have given a very beautiful explanation. They realize the truth. The truth is, there is no mother, father, brother, sister, husband, wife, children. Nobody in this world is as close as the Lord. And the Lord is the only one that you can call as the only relative of yours. And this is what the gopis are saying. The gopis say, you are the dearmost friend of all the embodied souls. Embodied means those souls which are caught up. Right in the beginning I told you, you know, the five bodies, how we are caught up in the material world in all these things. But spiritually, you are only married to Krishna. He is your only friend. He is your only brother, mother, sister, husband, wife, everything in the world. The Lord is the only one. You don't have any other person in this world. And this is called the religious principle. This is the spiritual aspect of life. In the material world, this body is connected to somebody. The physical body is connected to somebody just for the heck of it. We are connected to our, our clothes also. You think you care for your clothes? If, the, if, that's, if something falls on it, you are going to throw that thing away and you are going to buy a new one, isn't it? Now think about it. You have your relative, you have your wife or your husband or your children or somebody like that. And the child says, Dad, I don't want to stay with you. Okay, why? I found a girlfriend. I am going to live with her. What happened to that relationship of the mother or the father and the, and the son? Did it last? Just because of somebody else, the person is gone away. Look at the husband and the wife. I am married to you, you are married to me. I am married. I mean, just keep on looking at each other. And then one fine day you realize, Oh, my wife was having an affair or my husband is having an affair. And finished. The relationship is over. Look at it. Look at this kind of relationship that is there. Alright? It's the same thing. Now the mother is feeding the child. Just imagine, huh? yeah, the, there is a tiny baby and the mother is feeding the child. And she is now, you know, the child is growing, 6, 7 months, 8 months old. And suddenly she gets a letter from the hospital that we have found your son. Huh? Yeah, there was a problem, you know what happened? The child which we gave you is the wrong one. Now think what happens. That woman had a motherly instinct for that child. And suddenly that child is not hers. Then what happens? She is going to literally throw the baby away. Think about it. Or the father. It's like uh, there was this very beautiful. Uh, two days ago there was this reddit thread which happened. This woman is uh, telling on Facebook, I am pregnant and she announced to the whole world, okay, this happened just two days ago. She announced to the whole world, I am pregnant. 
so her husband joined in the and everybody all her friends congratulations 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 on the baby bump she is showing the baby bump in in the facebook pictures okay and suddenly two days later her husband joined in conversation first he said congratulations on getting then he asked how old is the baby inside so she said two months and then she said uh, he said are you sure it is two months so the uh, the woman said yes i have certificates to prove my doctor has given me the letter that the baby is exactly 2 months old he says that is not possible she says why i was not in usa i was in peru i was in peru her husband is saying these words now think about it hasn't it created one of the greatest problems for her and the child and the husband now when the child is born do you think the man is going to accept it as his so is this a kind of relationship that you have in the material world it's all about possession whether it's a mother it's a son it's a husband it's a wife it's a brother it's a sister it's a father or whatever the hell that is all these relationships are very flimsy in nature they are of the of the thing that the moment let us say for example the son says i'm going away with the uh, another girl the mother is not going to accept it those who are married people over here understand these problems and then they will go to meet their mothers and fathers and all that uh, once in a year or once in two years or 10 years and that too for thanksgiving and in thanksgiving they are going to go and do all sorts of things you know mere liye kitna property choda hai tumne they are thinking the parents are going to die mere liye property kitna choda i mean these are the kinds of things that happen so what about this relationship there are no relationships in this world the only relationship that you have is only with the divine and that is why our dear krishna as an expert in religion you have advised us that the proper religious duty for women is to faithfully serve their husband children and other relatives we agree that the principle is valid but actually this service should be rendered to you after all oh lord you are the dear most friend of all embodied souls you are their most intimate relative and indeed their very self expert transcendentalist always direct their affection towards you because you real they realize you are their true self and the eternal beloved what use do we have of the husbands children and relatives of ours who simply give us trouble i have given you so much examples of the trouble that they can give therefore o supreme controller grant us your mercy o lotus eyed one please do not cut down our long cherished hope to have your association until today our minds were absorbed in the household affairs but you easily stole both our minds and our hands away from our housework now our feet won't move one step from your lotus feet how can we go back to vraja what will we do go and do over there isn't it the same where one woman she leaves her husband and goes and stays with another what happens she cannot have that kind of a relationship with the first one here in this world i'm just giving an example here in this one the moment you are married to the spiritual the material world becomes like the first husband you are least bothered you don't care the reason is because that love is no longer there when a person enters the spiritual domain the material world becomes literally like an outcast dear krishna please pour the nectar of your lips upon the fire within our hearts a fire you ignited in your smiling glances and the sweet songs of your flute if you do not 
we will consign our bodies to the fire of separation from you O oh friend and thus the yogis attain to the abode of your lotus feet by meditation this is what these sages actually go through they really don't know what they are doing they are so much enchanted by the dear lord that they completely lose their senses their bodies are no longer attracted towards this material world they don't think about eating drinking sleeping no relationship nothing 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 in the world they are constantly related to the lord that's it and that is what happens when buddha you know i'm sure those who know the story of buddha buddha met his four friends and the moment he told them all four of them said yes we are joining your sangha sangha means relationship sangha sangha you remember sangha means relations sangha i want to become one with you so these four people they join buddha and after that they go and preach the world about the vows of buddha whatever that he taught in this material world that is taught by these four people similarly when you look at jesus and his disciples the moment he told his disciples they all joined him and then later on they went and taught in the material world it's exactly the same with jainism also even in uh, in a islam whether it is islam or whether it is even sikhism in sikhism it's the same thing when the guru you know guru nanak the guru nanak calls for this thing people and everybody joins in the entire sikh religion is based on two principles one is the guru granth the guru granth is nothing but the words of his guru it's written in a granth granth is a book a massive book that is kept in the golden temple if anybody who visits the golden temple can go and see this beautiful guru granth over there why do they pray to this guru granth these are the teachings of their gurus all the gurus that were there the teachings are written in that and that is the final truth and these teachings and the guru these are the two things the granth and the guru these are the two most important things in their world and they are dedicated towards it so this is the way in which attraction happens i will take another few minutes Oh lotus eyed one the goddess of fortune considers it as a festive occasion whenever she touches the soles of your feet you are very dear to the residents of the forest therefore we also touch those lotus feet from that time on we will be unable even to stand in the presence of any other man for we will have been fully satisfied by you goddess lakshmi whose glances is sought after by the demigods with great endeavor have achieved the unique position of always remaining at the chest of the lord narayana still she desires the dust of his lotus feet even though she has to share the dust with tulsi devi and indeed with the lords many other servants similarly we have approached the dust of your lotus feet for shelter lakshmi is one example of narayana's wife that is given she is always near his heart but she will always be at his feet if you have ever seen any any picture of lakshmi narayan you will find always she is always at the feet of the lord because you have to be way in supplication to the lord everybody is touching his feet whether it is tulsi devi or whether it is ganga or whosoever it might be all the wives of his are at the feet of the lord that's what is mentioned over here therefore our vanquisher of all distresses please show us mercy to approach your lotus feet we abandoned our families and homes and we have no desire other than to serve you 
our hearts are burning with intense desire generated by your beautiful smiling glances oh jewel among men please make us your maid servants seeing your face encircled by the curling locks of hair your cheeks beautiful beautified by earrings your lips full of nectar and your smiling grey glance and also seeing your two imposing arms which take away our fear your chest which is our only source of pleasure for the goddess of fortune we must become your maid servants so when you are completely in the part of path of the spiritual path of the spiritual there is nothing in this world which can attract you after that ever again because you have to be completely lost in that oneness with the lord and that is what they are asking of him we want to be your maid servants dear krishna what woman all over the three world worlds wouldn't deviate from religious behavior when bewildered by the sweet drawn out melody of your flute your beauty makes all three worlds auspicious indeed even the cows birds trees and the deer manifest their ecstatic symptoms of bodily hair standing on end when they see your beautiful form i told you the oripalations clearly you have taken birth in this world to relieve the fear and the distress of the people of raja just as the supreme personality of god at the primeval lord protects the domain of the demigods therefore o friend of the distress kindly place your lotus hand on your maid servant's head and their burning breast sukhdev goswami said smiling upon hearing these despondent words of the gopis lord krishna the supreme master of all master of the mystic yoga mercifully enjoyed with them although he was self satisfied among the assembled gopis the infallible lord krishna appeared just like the moon surrounded by stars he whose activities are so magnanimous made their faces blossom with their affectionate glances and his broad smile revealed the effulgence of his jasmine bud like teeth shri krishna went with the gopis to the bank of the yamuna where the sands were cooling and the winds enlivened by the river's waves bore the fragrance of lotuses there krishna threw his arms around the gopis and embraced them he aroused cupid in their beautiful young ladies of raja by touching their hands ears thighs belts and breasts by playfully scratching them with his fingernails and also by joking with them glancing at them and laughing with them in this way the lord enjoyed his pastimes lord keshava seeing the gopis too proud of their good fortune wanted to relieve them of their pride and show them further mercy thus he immediately disappeared now this is something we will do next week but the idea is we have a very interesting chapter ahead of us what is the meaning of the word disappearance what is it that it means when the spiritual fervor is you know that fire is lit and then what happens that is the most important thing that we have to see next time so we have ended this chapter over here so we can stop over here